Hey, what's up, leaders? This is Kate Erickson from Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Bob Nolly and the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Sweet. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. It is always a good feeling to sit up and see you all coming up to the front porch. Folks, how are you? I hope your week has been a good one, if not a great one. It's been one of accomplishments for you. You've done good things that you're taking care of each other and the corners of your mouth are turned up. Alex, I'm so glad you're here. How are you? I think it's always a pleasure. You know that. Yes, absolutely. You're the co-host. I keep saying that. I'll remind you of that. <laughs> Hey, uh, you know, we talked to, we've reached out to Travis Bradbury. We're going to try to get him on. And he has done so much good writing that just is the core of what we're trying to talk about here. And uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, how to avoid being a bad boss. (laughs) But now now we could pile onto this list he's got going because you and I, I'm sure, we should just call this uh, episode, and maybe I will, <laughs> Stupid Rules at Work. If I had an echo, I would do that right now. Maybe I'll do that in post-production. <laughs> that, that's a special effect we can work on. Stupid Rules that Work, <laughs> or at work. Oh, Don't work. Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to come up with one without even looking at his list that just uh, aggravated, aggravated the Jesus out of me. You know, I've been working long enough, of course. The dress code at work has shifted over the years. Yeah, and I have, I have some things to say about this, too. And I'm sure that what we're going to say is very different. Okay, so what's your take on the whole dress code thing? Why the hell does it matter what I'm wearing if I'm not meeting with clients that day? Uh, well, I'll quote James Brown. <laughs> he goes, the band plays in suits. Because when you're in a suit, you play better. You know, I don't wear a suit. I talked about the wheelhouse last time. Now that's the curveball right there. Yeah. And and I think that maybe I'm a little bit biased because, um, you know, I'm, you know, 26 in New York City and tattooed. So I have this problem where some jobs would let me wear whatever I wanted and then other jobs wanted me to cover up anything that that was on my body that I wasn't born with and, you know, keep my hair tame and and all of that. Well, you know, in in different industries, I understand, you know, some industries you just can't deviate too far from normalcy because, you know, your customer or client base isn't going to be comfortable with a person with pink hair. And I get that. But, you know, uh, there's the other there's the other side of things, which is the creative world. So yeah. I've had jobs where it didn't matter, you know, if I had my tattoos out in in the office all day every day. But you know, for meeting with um, executives from another company or uh, potential clients, current clients that are of a more conservative pattern, clearly, you know, I know that day I wear a blazer and I wear nice dress pants and I. I kind of do it, do it up. But then other times I could come into the office when I had just come from the gym and it didn't matter that I was sitting there in my sweaty 
you know, spandex and, and mesh gym shorts and that kind of thing. So, you know, I appreciate um, the need for a dress code in certain, in certain avenues, but I also don't think that it, it needs to be something as if you see, you know, one inch of a tattoo on my arm that I need to be sent home from work. Yeah. 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 That seems a little stress. And that's extreme. I, you know, I'm not saying that that's ever happened, but you know, uh, there's, there's a time and place for everything. And I know that there's, um, not usually a time for face tattoos in business, but if you go to a place like Portland, Oregon, they have, you know, guys in three piece suits doing better work than all of us. And they've got a, a teardrop tattoo or something like that on their freaking face. Wow. I'm a, I'm thinking it's rooted in conservatism and, and that, you know, that everybody's going, duh, thank you. Okay. But I, I think it's, I think it's rooted in just the nature of the customer relationship. I'm talking about banks, for example. Yeah, yeah, and banking, absolutely. I, I mean, you, you certainly, I, I just went in to do a refi on the house, and I, I went in and everybody was suited up to the nines and, you know, walked me over to a desk. And, you know, I was, I, was, I was business casual dressed, and I just felt I should have put a tie on to come here. And, you know, I probably should have. But I, uh, they were just... It was just amazing that that's still there. And there's another organization I just I still do business with that uh, they just went to uh, business casual every day of the week instead of just Friday, because all those folks were all suited up Monday through Thursday. Right. So that's a wardrobe shift. Well, and I I do think you know that you should look nice and you should look presentable and clean and. And all that, and dependent upon your office culture, you know, I, I understand that every place is different. Um, but that's probably my number one pet peeve, where graduating college and, and all through college, I said to myself, I'll never work a nine to five where I don't get to be who I want, who I am, you know, where I'm covering up tattoos or, or not able to have a little bit of freedom with my hair or can't speak my mind and then I immediately went into that so you know you always kind of put your foot in your mouth after the fact this is a good time to, to mention I think though when you're on a job search that person that's sitting across the table from you is perhaps thinking that you are going to be representing them at some point they're going to send you to a meeting they're going to send you out to meet customers. They're going to do something. And that's, there's the question right there in the back of their minds. That, that question's in the front of their minds. So what can this person represent me, me personally? And, you know, if they're not comfortable sending you out there, you know, you're not going to get the nod. That's true. Okay. So that's, that's, that's something about the whole dress code. Okay. We so we to disagree on that one. Yeah, sure. I uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> There's no right and wrong there. It's just we're just demonstrating where the line is. Yeah. Uh, what What about uh? How do you feel about internet usage? Um, I've worked in in places that have certain um, websites blocked. Uh, but I mean, you know, if if your supervisor is looking over at your computer and you're, why are you on the internet? I'm using Google to Google something that is pertinent to my job. You know, it's. A lot of times you're not sitting there idly. 
Now, there are those people that sit there idly for hours at a time checking Facebook and Instagram, and, and it really can limit a person's effectiveness at their job. Um, restricting the Internet heavily, though, is kind of crazy. I understand cutting out you know, pornographic sites or, or oh, yeah. um, sites that would not be conducive to a, a workplace. But, you know, what are we talking about with the Internet activity? You know, are we saying that they are coming around and checking your computer monitor or that they're restricting websites? Yeah, I think I think what they're trying – I've worked at a place where you couldn't get on the external web. You could only be on the intranet. Oof. Yeah, oof is right. Oof is right. So, okay, so you block, you know, Facebook and external email sites – uh, you know, what else you going to block? You know, you block uh, ESPN. Yeah. Or you, block, you block any site that's going to eat bandwidth. Yeah. And I can understand that. Um, and, you know, there's always a way around it. I, I realized that, uh, you know, YouTube and, and uh, Hulu and Netflix weren't um, allowed on my previous employer's uh, computer. Or on there because uh, they they were set up to use Internet uh, Internet Outlook or Internet Explorer Internet Explorer. So I just downloaded Google Chrome and downloaded it all there. And that, you know, boy, that's illegal in more places than not. They're gonna find ways around it. So you know, you might as well just give them the freedom and trust that they're gonna still do the work. Yeah. And so, you know, that policy changes a lot as well. Particularly, you know, we're talking about, you know, wanting people to be creative and pursue their passion. You know, you don't want them sitting there looking at, at Facebook all day. But you can't put the handcuffs on them to get other places as well. I mean, that just, that's a problem. And, uh, you know, the line gets drawn somewhere, says Travis. It just usually gets drawn in the wrong place. Yeah. What about vacation? Do you ever feel like you got the right amount of vacation or not enough or yeah, we all like more? Well, it's uh not always um you know, it's not always about a vacation a lot of vacation times if they allow you to take it when you need it. So, you know, you say, Oh, I need to go on vacation. Oh, well you can't go away that week. You know, you, you have to put in a request six months in advance. And, you know, there's, there's loopholes that people kind of uh, pull when you're, when you're trying to call in your benefits. You know, when you're saying, well, I, I earned this vacation time. Oh, no, no, that's not good. There's, there's one other person out on vacation that week, so you can't go that week. I'm sorry, you're going to have to change all your flights and your family vacation. I, I know of organizations that uh, have blackout periods for vacation. And, uh, yeah. and it's just the nature of the cycle of the business, like the middle of the summer, which would be, you know, the midpoint of the year, which would be June 30th. And what's after June 30th, the 4th of July. Yeah. And there are big manufacturing firms here in town that just say they close for two weeks around the 4th of July and they close for two weeks at Christmas and that's it. So if your spouse or partner or boyfriend is working somewhere else, you know, that says, oh, you can't take that time. You know, they, they need to solve that. Yeah. I mean, particularly, I mean, are you understaffed and running lean? Yeah, that's fine. But you're, you're too lean if you can't let people go. That is a tough thing. At, at Christmas time, everybody wants time off. 
And uh, what I used to do is I just told people, you all self-manage that. You know, I don't want to hear about us getting in trouble for anything. So you guys manage it. And that worked. They did manage it. Oh, nice. And it depends on the business because whatever whatever your customers are doing, I know, you know, the work I'm doing now, I, I by December 5th, I sent out an email and I go, so as the holidays come up, our response time will be, you know, we won't be working as fully staffed as we have been. If you need something from us, you know, after the 15th of December, you may want to think about it in the new year. Let us know now. And that's not transactional stuff. It's more creative stuff and other, and other things of that nature. So, yeah, that, that's just ridiculous as well. Uh, you know, I do, I am aware of someone who is going to be here unnamed here that, uh, went to, uh, went to interview for a job and, uh, got an offer and was negotiating for some points and here's what they wanted. You ready for this? Yeah. I I mean, I don't even have the chutzpah to ask for this. They wanted unlimited vacation, unlimited vacation. And, and, and apparently the other, the other, the, the guy just leaned back and went, no, <laughs> and they go, well, you have work for me to do. And I commit to get that done, but I need to be able to take time off when I need it. And so that's unlimited. I mean, I'll get the work done and they, it just didn't work out. And I went, no kidding. No kidding. We have policies about how much vacation you get. And they went, oh, that's always negotiable. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is negotiable. I like an extra week vacation. That sounds negotiable. I want unlimited vacation. I, I still can't believe that. Yeah, what do you want to go? Three weeks in the summer, three weeks in the winter, a couple weeks in between. I mean, it just doesn't. That's completely, uh, you know. And then what did you do to earn it, you know? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Hey, we're depressing ourselves now. Be careful. This is like the stress conversation. Oh, no. No, we're not going there. Okay, let's talk about Something a little lighter. Oh, uh, I've never worked in a place that uh, restricted your email in terms of that where they parsed the subject line. And if it did have a certain buzzword in it or something, you couldn't send it. Oh, that's weird. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of this, it's just hangovers because everybody, many people, excuse me, not everybody. I'm so sorry. Uh, smartphones and do their mail on their phone. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if that makes a fit or not. That's horrible. I heard, I heard the places that limit bathroom breaks. That's just crazy. I mean, if I'm holding it, I can't concentrate. <laughs> you know. That's like raising your hand and asking. <laughs> that's exactly what I was if thinking. You go to the bathroom and they say, no, no, no. There's, there's already one other person out of the bathroom. What do you think we're going to do? Hold hands while we pee? Like, we, we both have to go. What, 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 uh, what happened in, in high school or middle school for you? When you had to go, was there a pass or something you had to get? There was a a pivotal moment in my life. And it was, it was that moment when I raised my hand and someone said no, that I couldn't go to the bathroom. And I knew that this was, you know, I'm lazy. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to the bathroom if I really don't have to go to the bathroom. You know, I'm not going to just like get up and walk or wander around. And I said, I have to go. No, you can't go. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to go. And I just got up and walked out. And I think that that's what I would have to do if if my job was saying, oh, no, you can't go. To, you just went to the bathroom an hour ago. You know, there are 
there are conditions where people actually have to go to the bathroom whenever they need to go to the bathroom. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So, I mean, what was the rule? Was there like a pass? Was like one person allowed to go? At the yeah, it was like one in, one out. And I just, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to, to urinate on myself that day in class. <laughs> I just wasn't. And I, and I was just kind of one of those things where, you know, I'm sure that the teacher was thinking, well, what this little defiant little, but I mean, you know, it's just it, it was a it was a bizarre it was a bizarre rule and it was a bizarre condition that what well, I'm saying it's an emergency and you're not you don't believe me and I'm a believable I'm a believable person you know I'm not I'm not uh, lying all day every day but you know I I, I just kind of was in my was in my teenage years and thought I was I was a omnipotent. And I just got up and walked away, and there was no repercussion, really. Yeah, <laughs> jeez. But, you know, I guess that they just realized the severity of the situation, and then just chose to to pick their battles. But if if someone in a workplace told you that you couldn't go to the restroom when you needed to, what would you say to them? I I, I know we've just gone all fast times at Ridgemont High here, but now when I come yes. back and go, this is the workplace. I'm there on that one. Oh, that's just horrible. And so we just talked about the email thing, and there's still places that ban ban cell phones. Oh, yeah. Because you spend too much time on your phones. I mean, there are just so many ways you could be connected all the time with the phone, with the Internet, with, with email. Yeah. And they don't know. Oh, that we got a little rustle in there. That's my puppy, like, trying to chew on my... <laughs> right now that's ladies and gentlemen that was not a rustle that is a four-month-old puppy that cannot deal with podcasting she's just not she's not great at it yet okay some point after we get off the air go uh snap a picture and ship it to me and i'll put her in the show notes deal so i could go like you know at the 17 minute mark you know this is what happened <laughs> this <laughs> This is what happened. Okay, so what else goes wrong? I've, I've, I've got the big one that, you know, is just the landmine waiting for me to step on here. So what else is, uh, you know, ticked you off over your career? Um, I think a, a big one of mine was, um, you know, you're, you're overperforming, but you haven't met a time requirement. And so there's no, there's no room for advancement. And that's, it's a bylaw. You know, they say, oh, if you haven't been here a year, you know, you can't get a raise. Well, I'm going above and beyond my job description and it's been six months and I know that this place can survive without me, then I'm going to ask for a raise. And you want to pull the paperwork out. Well, it says right here that we can't, we can't give you but a this percentage raise every year. And if, if that's a rule, then, you know, and there's no room for, for discussion of it, then, you know, I find that to be pretty detrimental. You know, if you have no way to advance an employee that needs, that, that deserves it, um, it because it's a, a rule of the company. Oh, no, everybody has to serve their time and everyone serves equal time. What do you think about that one? Oh, that's just horrendous. Well, I'm glad you agree. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. The one, the one that I... Yeah, you don't well, just go ballistic on is forced rankings and bell curves of performance. Oh, that that was a good segue. I didn't even rehearse that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's why we're we're in rehearsal all day before we record, folks. All day. <laughs> we're we're just barely hoarse. Our voices. <coughs> oh, this is a mess. 
because somebody's always on the bottom. And I think in this in this environment where we've made organizations flatter and we want people to do more with less and we've reduced the headcount, when you still when it's when it's so incumbent upon you as a manager to hire rock stars and super performers, and even if you have four, four people on your team, to put one of them in the bottom, that's that there's there's a flaw in your system there. Yeah, you don't want anybody to think that they're the lowest performer. I mean, what what is that going to do for productivity? Yeah, that's oh, exactly poor. right. Well, the productivity point is a good one. But out of those four, one person is the lowest performer. And as a manager, you you know, it's not unreasonable for you to look at the bottom 20% and go, all right, look at the bottom 20% and make a decision. Are you going to coach them out, coach them up, or move them out? But when yeah. you're working with a number like four, that's not reasonable. If you're looking at a division of 50, then it makes sense. Then it starts to make sense. But to make that happen down to the micro level, they go, okay, one of your four people is on the bottom. They're not going to get a raise. And they're going to start going through the performance management cycle. What? They're all great. Look at the, what, here are the accomplishments. Here's what they do. No, it doesn't matter what you've done. Somebody's on the bottom. That's the deal. It doesn't matter what you've done. Somebody's on the bottom. And the, and the whole for me is that makes your team competitive amongst themselves. Yes, yeah. they may collaborate very well during the year. But when this time of the year, when this cycle starts to spin up, people will start thinking, I'm, I'm not going to help her. Because at the end of the year, it may be me at the bottom. Yeah. You'll find people going out and looking for other jobs to transfer. I mean, within the organization, not to leave. To transfer. So they won't be the bottom. Yeah, nobody wants to be in the bottom. Oh, it's, it's horrendous. But at the, at the level now, you know, at the organizational level, at the mid or top of the house, when you're talking about dozens of people, 50, 100 people, it starts to make sense. What are you going to do with the, with the bottom quartile of performers? And it's not everybody's out. Make a decision. Look at each of them. Are you, are you coaching them up or are you sending them out? And this whole concept of raising the bar, that's the only way that gets done. That can hurt. That can hurt because managers generally don't do that very well. Talking about the 65% number again. Yow! Okay, we've depressed the heck out of both of us. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Labrador Leadership <laughs> Podcast. Please check out the show notes. And uh, we'll link up this article and list the things we've talked about here. Here's what I need you to do today. I need you to go to the website, labradorleadership.com, and click the orange button to join the conversation because I want to send you some news. All right. I'd love to talk to you. I want to hear what you think. So let us know what you think. What would you like us to be talking about? That's how you reach us. You can send it to us at Bob at LabradorLeadership.com. I'd love to read the mail from you. I always enjoy hearing what I get. Alex, you take care of yourself. Hey, thanks. You too, Bob. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. You can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership.
Leadership and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Okay, there are office rules that drives everyone insane. Don't focus on them. Take care of your people. Keep your head down and make those big contributions. And yes, take care of one another as well. Have a great weekend, everybody. See ya.